Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oh yeah, Shelter Footy Cast live from Backchat Studios. Fair bit going on in West Australian footy and the AFL at the moment. My voice is a little bit cooked from the weekend, but I'm here with Mark Reddings, uh, Will Scovin here with the Shelter Footy Cast. How are you, Skeeter? Hello, Scovin. Yeah, it was, what a pleasure it was to commentate the Eagles Hawthorne game yesterday, <laughs> and had it just blown up uh, ever since oh. then. And uh, yeah, what a weird weekend we had. I reckon the three C's: Collingwood outstanding yes uh, we had the crazy finish between north and sydney yes uh, then we had the biggest choke of the weekend from richmond who i had one to 39 i'm having a, a couple of shelters a bourbon they led you know by 10 but they were three goals in the last quarter and they completely did me over again the tigers uh, credit to essendon who won their first dream time game or first game against the the tigers in 13 in a row they'd lost but yep, I was on the Tigers, one to thirty-nine, and in seven seconds, I <laughs> I then went from shelter to bourbon uh, as Durham kicks the goal, and, and just looked upstairs again and said, "Mate, I'm a Catholic. Any danger, any danger, you might just let me win a close game on the punt." Let's not get into religion again, Skeet. I'm not sure I can do that again this week. Uh, we've got a couple of things to get through. The thirsty camel clanger of the week, maybe that's one. Essendon absolutely butchering your bets over the weekend, uh, and we've got Froth Town, Skeeter. Now, yeah. now you asked last week what it was, so it is a uh, it is a celebration of beer. That's basically like I don't know. I need to say much more than that. There's every brewer in in man, woman, dog, all of them there. Uh, there's entertainment. It's the Claremont Showgrounds. Yep. 18th to the 19th of August. It's Friday and Saturday, and there'll just be copious amounts of alcohol floating around at the Claremont <laughs> so, Showgrounds. So my most recent, the most time I've ever spent there. You're obviously not from here, but the Royal shows where the, the Claremont Showgrounds yeah. and, and a lot of kids and families so it's like wholesome. That. So it's exactly like that. Except except everyone, a lot of piss. Yeah, responsibly <laughs> drinking alcohol everywhere. Uh, froth.town is the website. www.froth.town to get your tickets. Jump on there. Uh, it's a little while away, but jump on because tickets are going pretty hard. We're going to talk about things we are frothing on Skeeter today, okay? So I want to hear a bit about that, uh, but plenty else to get through. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. We've got a few uh, listener questions to get through at the back end of this, Skeeter, but let's get into the big moments of the round. Uh, let's go off the top. West Coast, um, you called that game. I did not. I watched uh, that game uh, over the weekend, and I couldn't watch it. I actually... At stages, I know I've spoken about this on the on on here before. At stages, I counted fundamental errors, and uh, in one four minute patch, I counted sixteen from West Coast. So I count a fundamental error uh, as a missed handball with no pressure, uh, a cough up 
from getting tackled and then the ball just spilling out. Fumbles, um, missed kicks without pressure. Uh, the, the the fundamentals of footy and missed tackles. That That's what the five of those. And I got 16 in four minutes and I turned it off. Yeah, well, fair enough. And Mark Lacroix, I was with last night, um, Channel 7, the game, spoke to him. He was said he felt sick watching it. Uh, he said that the side that he played with, which won the Wooden Spoon going back more than a decade, which you were I played that. involved with that, they, you, would have beaten them, this team now, by 10 goals. Uh, there's so many different different things coming out of this. Glenn Jakovic, of course, on 6PR. I walked into 6PR. <laughs> you blokes are calling the footy, right? So I'm listening to you on the way, and it was obviously a morbid affair. I come in pretty late, don't I, Skater? Usually about... About one minute before or maybe five minutes after you're oh, joined. No, I've only been late once and that was that time, but there was lots of people in there. But I, I'm usually one minute in and I walk into the studio, I literally open the door of the studio and I hear Glenn Jakovic saying, Adam Simpson needs to be sacked tomorrow. And I said, sorry, now I need you to repeat this. Obviously, being a media person, I, uh, I thought I need to make sure that Jacko hasn't just had a, a moment of... Uh, anger. Oh, he doubled, tripled, quadrupled uh, down. He doubled down. Oh, he yeah. doubled down. I spoke to him this morning, and he Tripled doesn't st- doesn't take anything back. What he did say, in all uh, sincerity, is that he, he wants Paul Fitzpatrick, as chairman, to come out and explain how and why it's come to this, and explain it to the one hundred and six thousand members. So he's he's genuine. He believes there's a circuit breaker required, right at the very top. Yeah, I'm, I don't sit there. Um, I, I'm, I'm more in the in the basket of uh, I'm not sure what that fixes. Why, well, in the short term, what does it fix? And, and and to be frank, I don't know what's changed from last week. Like what? Well, what, I'll tell you what's why changed. Why is it so much worse? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because you've got 17th side versus 18th side, right? And at, the, at when we went into yesterday's game, Hawthorne were 18th, right? Um, they percentage was around 60. Yeah. Um, they were beaten by 116 points, the fifth worst loss in the club's history, the worst under Adam Simpson, their biggest loss this year. We can go on and on. That is what the anger is. It's not like you're playing a Collingwood, a Melbourne. That is yeah, why there's anger. Con- but it's a continuation of the trend. It's it's not it's not a standalone event, is what I'm saying. Again, I, against that quality, I think it is. I don't think it is, mate. They've been poor. They've just been poor all year. And, and yeah, okay, it's 116. So if they lost by 80, would there be anger? Yeah, I think I'll give you a anger. line. 80 anger, yeah. 60 anger, yeah, because 40 anger, 40 not so much. So that okay, so 116. I know, but it's like, they they were pathetic. Yeah, I know they were. I'm in full agreement, but that there was pathetic last week. They lost by 100 points you're a couple asking, of times this you're week. You're asking the question year. why why it's changed. I think that is the reason beaten by the I think that's a little I think that's logical because they're no good. And okay, they 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 concede 10 more goals than they should have. But it's one game in a season where they've been putrid for the entire season, so that's my that's that's just where I'm coming from. I can understand. I can clearly understand all the ritual. I, I don't, again, I, I don't see sacking Adam Simpson as a solution. Well, but I can right. understand. I can understand people wanting that. The, the pro- look, the issue is, and I don't think the soft cap comes into it because if there's a hard decision that has to be made, then they'll make it the Eagles. But I, I personally, okay, if you were Trevor Nisbet, Paul Fitzpatrick. I'm going to ask you, I'll tell you what I'd do. I would, obviously, I'd come out today and speak to the fans and and, and do something publicly on that front. Got to. Off the back of that, I agree with you. And look, I I do understand it's a result-based business. You can't hide away from that. I would would try and get through the end of the year, then have have an honest sit-down chat with Simmer. If the results are anywhere near what they are at the moment with players coming back, then I think you're in a a perilous situation, albeit with a, a contract to run. I think you try and guts it out to the end of the year, but... Again, maybe I'm living in fantasy land, but I don't see what bringing, say, Jared Schofield in as a caretaker coach will do with the list they've got. So I said last week that West Coast don't have a head coach sitting in their midst. 
Matty Knights was there and coached Essendon, mm. and he was a very good senior assistant coach at Geelong during their really successful period. Interviewed Joel Selwood on Friday, and he spoke about Matty Knights and what he did for that midfield. So, um, they, what would you what would you do going back to the original? What would you do if you were Trevor Nisbet or Paul Fitzpatrick now at the at the footy club, given where it sits and the the, the plan forward? Just in brief. Well, yeah, I, I sort of think back to my time. You mentioned Lecker and that that. You know, that was a disappointing time for the football club. We won the wooden spoon that year. I think back to my time. And what I really remember is John Worsfold's, if stoicness isn't the right word, that he was just resolved that the results were pretty much irrelevant. He kept saying, this group of players will play in the in the club's next premiership. And yeah, that's all that, we're worried about. But that's about. a difference. That is a difference here, Scoey. So, the results we went through before we started this pod was... Yeah. Not nowhere near as, and you were compared. You only won four games yep. in that wooden spoon year, but the results were far less damning than what we're seeing now. And, and further to your point about John's uh, resolve about the, the players coming through, that's not the case with this group. They don't have those players coming through that you think, wow, they're going to be part of our next premiership. At least now, that might change in twelve months. I would agree with that. So. Um, uh, what would I, oh yeah, some sort of public statement's got to happen from West Coast and. You'd ideally like to not roll Simo out every, no, look, every time. Yeah, he needs to be given a breather. So, um, look, I'll come back on um, why I don't think this week is such a abomination. And it is, but it's just a continuation for me. And, look, I say this when it's positive, and, I, and I'll say it when it's negative. To, to me, um, not sole responsibility because West Coast – has got to get a lot of things right. Their list build, which they, this group that I'm about to speak about can't control. Their coaching and their development, this group can't control. Um, you know, pro- probably probably some aspects of, you know, all aspects of the footy club, the fan day experience, the match day staff, I think they've made errors there. They're, there's some issues, right? But in the end, this is a, this is a player-based industry. And when your coach gets sacked, so John Worsfold effectively got sacked, that was the player's fault. And I think the performance at the moment, regardless of who you have on your list, regardless of how many players you got out, we know all of that. Um, the fundamental errors that I that I watched yesterday was the biggest issue for me on the field. Like, like I can't move past that, unfortunately. And I and I'm not a guy that sits in the media and pots players. I don't I don't do that. Um, but but I get genuinely frustrated. And um, someone asked me how do I feel. So Jacko was clearly quite emotional about it. And it was angry i just feel frustrated when i see standards that aren't good enough from a player perspective because i've done that and and i've been a young player and i've been dropped and i've i've done all i've I've, i'm not i haven't been this uh you know stoic you know 500 gamer that never gets dropped like i've done all the adversity stuff i i just can't cop fumbles i can't cop um Missed tackles, I can't cop. Missed handballs, that's the stuff I can't cop. So, you know, that that has to majority lie with the playing group, unfortunately. And bottom line is there are some players in that group that were out there in Launceston yesterday that are not up to AFL standard. We can jump around the issue, but that's will be decided, probably has been decided by the club already as to, to what's happening moving forward. And despite, as we said, the calls for mass changes, and they'll, they'll have to make some hard decisions. The, the club has to. Yeah, like... 
I, I completely empathise, sympathise, all of that with the current playing group because they don't have uh, nine of their top 11 players, probably, something like that. And so it's very difficult. You look across the competition, if you did that to anyone, they'd, they'd be shit house. And that's what West Coast are. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh. But I, I just think you've got you to find a way to do the basics of footy. And if, you, if your talent then isn't good enough, right? If you, if you can't burst away from packs, if you can't shrug players off, if you can't take big speckies because you're not good enough, that's okay. I can cop that. But basic fundamentals of footy, um, getting stripped of the ball when you're getting tackled, that's not good enough. Fumbling a ground ball, you can control that. I promise that's not talent that's not players around you if Shannon Hearn's playing in the back pocket right you don't have a midfielder running through the middle of the ground with a no pressure ground ball that you can't pick up having Shannon Hearn in the team doesn't do anything about that right does that make sense to you absolutely that's what that that really pisses me off absolutely let me ask you this a bit of a crystal ball and how many games do you think the Eagles will win between now and the end of the season a guesstimate it's a it's an interesting call they play North Melbourne again yeah true here I think one and it's that one Wow. I think they can win. I I don't see. I don't think. Well, what do I fucking know? But seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I just don't see them losing by 150 next week and 200 the next. No, week. no, nor do I. But you know. I think. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They look so devoid of confidence, belief. That was, you know, that was horrific yesterday. Yeah, and the, how you recover as a club uh, in six days to play Essendon. Who are good? Is beyond me. Yeah, I don't know either. North Melbourne uh, interchange infringement. Did you see this one? <laughs> I was watching the game at no, the Stadium. Talking about. And I was barring the North Melbourne, yeah. just as the underdog. They were, well, Sydney, Sydney's in a bad way with injuries as well. Speaking about West Coast, I know, what, know where they're at, but Sydney, playing the grand final last year, mm. they've been decimated with injury and they're shit house this year. Yeah. They, they look no good. They, like, they have no confidence. They can't get it done. North Melbourne's terrible and Sydney should have lost this game. Um, but on the back of. Look, it made me feel sick, actually, because it'd be someone's responsibility to be keeping track of that. And I know what happens on the bench at AFL level. It's 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 a pretty hectic place. So just really to stressful. clarify, you've got 75 rotations you're allowed during the course of a game. That's been trimmed back in recent times. Yep. Um, and so those numbers less. I spoke to Sean McManus and Mark Lecrae yesterday. Rotations are essentially non-existent. Yeah. Um, caps, anyway, back, back in the day. But so 75... And so Liam Shield comes off the ground with cramp yeah. as one of those players in the mix late in the game. To your knowledge, how many you got? Obviously, one person official on the bench from North yeah. that would be monitoring that, and, and one from the box. How does it work? Um, you know, it's it's it's. Well, I can just speak what happens at West Coast. Yep. You got you got someone on a board with um, like the time on ground for players and time off ground, and he and he or she is. Um, calling players with the runner. They talk with the runner. They see that it comes off, blah, blah, blah. And then there's another sort of interchange steward that manages the bench. And they've and then there's a third that does all the boards, right? So um, it's it's a bit of a group. So one of those boards, would that have, dare I say it, does that change? Okay, once you get to 70, let's 71. No. No, none of that. So no, that, no, 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 no. No, players don't know about it. This has nothing to do with the players. No, no, but by the same token... If there was, I'm not, I'm not, maybe yeah. you can call me a goosey, but if there was a, a board, okay, we're past 70 now, we're in, in sort of that, yeah. that territory, 71's come, just so you, you, no. the players know when they come, oh, hang on. No, this, this, you, there's too much to think about players, like players managing, you know, how many, because, because what ends up happening here, Liam Shields cramps very late in the mm. game and, and needs to come off. 
it's a pretty rare circumstance that two players are coming off at exactly the same time like they did. So that's why they went over. Liam Shields hadn't been called to come off. As players, you can't be thinking about the rotations. You you look if you, if your numbers up, get off. So, if, it's, so, if it's not off, or you get told. So the get official, off. yes, theoretically should have been saying to Liam, have to stay on. Yep, have but, to. Yeah, but they came off at the exact same time. So um, it's just a management issue. It's just that's your role. You haven't. It's it's like a fullback getting a goal kicked on you. You know, you, you try to spoil, don't get it done. Little yeah. die by the sword. Oh yeah, but poor Brett Ratton, caretaker coach. Uh, they all the North supporters stood and applauded at the twenty third minute mark of the first quarter in honour of Alistair Clarkson. That was his jumper number at North. So that was Did really they? that was really telling uh, of like the a, support they have for Clarko. That's like a memoriam. Well, that's what they do in English football, obviously, when when someone passes or, or whatever. But that's that was interesting. And so, yeah, um, big issue. Um, nothing's changing because we know that they're the rules. And North Melbourne, unfortunately, after having an absolute shocking week again, they've had to wear that one. And, of course, that is the Thirsty Camel Clanger <laughs> yeah. of the Week. Like, it's an absolute howler. Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. You got it. <laughs> like you got one job. But, but like you got one you, job. seriously, speaking of mental health, how would that person oh, hor- be horrible. feeling? And, and I, I won't. I, I'm, I'm doing it with but, a smile yeah, on my exactly. face, right? But you got it, one job. Just count to seventy five, <laughs> and then stop anyone else coming off the ground. But you would just feel because in the end, um, it's not, it's not a full time job. You know, so it'll be someone just playing their role on game. And probably half the time they're getting paid a pittance and just doing their best for the club. Correct. So, look, I, I'm not going to go too hard, but it's an absolute clanger. You, it's you've a beauty. Lost, you've lost if we can find the person responsible, oh. we, I'd be happy to give them a, a couple of shelters yeah. just to ease their pain. Oh, yeah, correct. Absolutely <laughs> right, Skeeter. Very good. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, uh, Shelter Footycast. See if I can get my words out. Well, you're up. Now, Skeeter, I can say it. I said it all broadcast. I'm all over it now. Well, you're up to defeat Geelong by 29 points. Um, this Dockers side uh, is back. I am here officially telling you that Flag Mandel's back on, ladies and gentlemen. It is back, Skeeter. And I say that by the way they played. It was a stoppage-based game against the best stoppage side in the competition, um, statistically, and they towed them up. They had, they had eight or nine goals from stoppage in the first three quarters, something like that. Um, they they just went to town at stoppage. And then that allowed them to set up defensively behind the ball. They had such a sound structure behind the footy. Um, I'll get into the depths what their back line did because I watched them a lot, um, the Wallyal Up team, what they did behind the footy. But it was just a Frio game. And I spoke to, I won't say who it was, but it was a player um, on the Frio list, um, uh, the Wallyal Up list uh, that's injured. And I ran into him before um, I went in for my Fox stuff. And I just spoke to him about the start of the year. I said... You've been copying a lot of criticism about your forward line and ball movement, but you can't do any of that stuff because you haven't been defending well. And your game is defensive. Mm. Like That's what the Dockers do. And we haven't seen that. And we saw a bit of it against Sydney with those chase-down tackles. And what I saw against Geelong is that they're, they're back. And then, lo and behold, their ball movement looks amazing at stages. And their forward line absolutely pumps. You don't need a good forward line. Collingwood doesn't have a good forward line, do they? Who's their best forward? Well, my chick's my been chick. very good. Yeah, but he's not even a keep me. He's like 191. Yeah. Like, and then who's the next best forward? Yeah. I mean, you've got... I mean, Correct. Correct. That's, there's, that's not a huge, there's not Elliot. Yeah, there's... Do, do, know, they don't have Cameron standards. Hawkins, no. right? They don't have that. And you don't need that in this game. Melbourne, same thing. Bailey Fritch is their best forward, mate. So, like, I, I, I just think... Well, you're like all the way back, flag mantle, it's back on, baby. Yeah, not sure. I, I thought it was terrific performance. I thought Geelong defensively were, were pretty poor. Um 
But the spread, and I was with Luke McFarlane, and the goal, the difference, early in the first quarter, I said, after they just got jumped a little bit by the Cats, uh, didn't quite have momentum or, or control of the game, I said to, to Luke, this could be a six or seven goal win because once they won it at a contested footy, then they, this, I thought their spread was terrific. Yep. They had them for leg speed. Yep. And and so, yeah, really good win. And Andy Brayshaw, look, whatever knee injury he had with the tendonitis, that's that's a thing of the part. Seeing him back to playing really good footy over the last three or four weeks, it's, yep. that is huge for them. Sarong, obviously very good. Um, you know, Darcy does his role on the ruck. I, you're right, defensively, great. Uh, their forward line, as you say, makes life a bit easier. I, I thought they were terrific, but I thought Geelong were opened up a little too easily for, for my liking. So, Well, I, I think they won the coaching battle. I think it was really well coached by Jay Allen. He had a lot of criti- criticism at the start of this year. He wasn't able to change things up. Look, behind the footy... Um, they they played one on one basically. They they went um, Pierce to Hawkins all day. They went Ryan to Cameron all day. Ryan did a great never, job. Never, never left him. They went Walker to Stengel all day. They went Cox to Henry all day. That that we don't you you do not see that in footy these days. I'm telling you. Watch any back line and there's blokes running in and out and intercept. They went one on one. When it went past halfway, in their favour. So when they went inside their own 50, Ryan would drop Cameron. Um, they would pull a winger back, which was often Hughes. Cameron would come high. Hughes would go to Cameron. And Ryan would sit as a quarterback at the back of their um, uh, back six. And so anytime Geelong did win it, and you talk about that spread and Geelong didn't look like that, they had coverage. They were so well protected. And look, I, I was just – that's coaching as well. That's – that's a that's a change to how they play, and it was effective. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you could see at that time they beat Hawthorne, there was just a little bit of momentum. So here's the three the trifecta that I think is important for them. They won three in a row. That I mean, that just winning just breeds confidence and momentum. Yep. They've kicked a hundred points first time since twenty fourteen weeks in a row, yep. which is the first time, as you say, in almost a decade. They've also had three weeks, which I think hasn't been spoken about too much, but they've had a continuation in their side where Nat Fife, albeit went from sub to starter this week, they've had no changes, which mm. is pretty rare, but also just shows you if you can get that continuity, I think it's really important for free, for Wellulup as it stands for this next week. It's a really big part of getting some some group of players together and and finding that you, lack of injuries makes a world of difference. Well, you'll up beat the reigning premiers. Uh, that's three years in a row they've done that. Richmond in 2021, Melbourne in 2022, and Geelong in 2023. Um, like you said, 100+. No Geelong player got 20 touches or more. Yeah, it's not a surprise. They, uh, again, they're... Look, they, I think you made a really good point. Might have been even two or three weeks ago. They haven't beaten anyone just yet, and they don't look anywhere near, albeit with with some star players out. Look, I don't know if this is correct, but it's outrageous if it is. Only the second time. I don't know if this is just a long or ever. Only the second time ever, excluding twenty twenty, that no players on an entire team have gotten twenty or more touches. Wow. That's incredible. Um, so Geelong, I thought Atkins or one of those mids would have done something in yep, that regard. Nothing. Jeremy Cameron, goalless, he spoke about. So let, um, uh, Liam, Luke Ryan had him all day and just did a great job. I didn't think he was going to get the matchup. I thought they would have gone with Cox and shows what I know. But um, Luke Ryan, gun. Nat Fife subbed uh, midway through the third. Or no, even at the start of the third. It looked like that was completely planned. Planned, totally. Um, and he, he played... What do you think his breakdown was between mid and forward? Well, I was about to say, is he experiment because he's clearly not playing as an exclusive forward. No. Is it is the experiment it like 50, over? Fifty, I reckon. 
I it's 50-50. You've spent a bit of time forward. A bit. But it's an experiment. Like, that was talking purely forward. It, because... I don't know. Necessity? Is it because Tracy and Amos and, and the like are starting to, to put some, some footy together that they think, well, why don't we use Nat in this role? When Amos plays well, he looks very good. He kicks three goals. Walter's three goals was good. Um, Tracy, I think he's playing his role. He's like this big crash and bash forward. Like, as he gets a bit older... He's going to be a fan favourite. He's still very young, and you know, having both seen him play waffle footy, he's got the impo- He's a, dare I say it? He's he's like a a junior Tom Hawkins with the ability, hopefully, to, to develop into half the player at least that that the Hawk has been. Tell you who was really bloody good and really missed it. Michael Frederick. I thought his run was outstanding. He kicked two goals, but he chased just, down. T- he's been good. Like yeah, that. chase tackles, delivery like he's by foot. But they, they were outstanding. And overhead, I thought Frederick was, yep. I was surprised with some of the, the marks. So, yeah, kudos to uh, Walulup. Big challenge. Go back to the MCG. Put it this way. Oh, if they do beat Nam this week, then, look, I'm not sure the flag mantle thing's justified. I know you're having a bit of a bit of, a, bit of fun there. But the, the finals, because their run after that, I think is, is good. And you, you can get on a bit of a roll. They've got a buy coming up. So... The question is, blokes like Taberner, do they get back in the side in the short term? Not right now. No, even no. if he was fit. Um, let's move on. Uh, who, who did Skater pick? Did Skater pick Geelong? I picked Geelong. Yeah, I'll pick Fremantle. Suck on that. Um, well, you're up. Uh, Hawthorne defeat West Coast by 116 points. We went into a bit of this. To break down the game a little bit, um, some big issues for mine. Jermaine Jones, ankle injury. He'll be out three, four, five weeks, which Liam Duggan um, sure injured his neck. Yeah, he went off the ground late. Um Mitch Lewis outscored the entire Eagles side. Second player to do that this year. That was my bold prediction on 6 Bay that he'd kick six goals. And he kicked six goals. Oh, it, oh, it was, no. a, it was a pre- I say bold. It, kicking six is career best. So, But by the same token, no Tom Barris, um, Harry Edwards and co down back. Just no answer. Yes, correct. Um, I mean, the, the Harley Reid stuff gets spoken about a little bit. But um, I'm not sure if that's relevant at all to what's going on. So certainly a bigger picture than that. Dom Sheed, uh, clearly the best for yep. the Eagles. 30 touches, two goals. Two goals. Uh, he's left uh, foot kicking for goal. Um, at times you just think, wow, it's just a, a pleasure to watch. And uh, we spoke to him after the game and a bit like What everyone, was his reaction? Um, no excuse. Very poor. I mean, tough. it's a tough kick for a... For the players to come out and, and you know you've got to speak to the media, but it was a they didn't score a goal in the second half. No, scored two points. Mm. It was the, I think the third equal lowest score ever. Yep. Um, yeah, we both hit Hawthorne, didn't we? Sure, both picked Hawthorne with a fair degree of confidence. Long sleeves. No, there weren't as many as what you no, said. Under it eight was and disappointingly half. sunny. Yeah. Well, it was. I think he had uh, Impey started with he one. Was re- Sicily was one. I reckon Impey could count for two. He had two jumpers on. <laughs> <laughs> he had two jumpers yeah. on. It was under Zay, but you're right. It was. Uh, it was disappointing, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, as was the game. Uh, let's keep moving. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Yatapulti defeat Nam Friday night. Now, what was this little stat you gave me, Jaden? The favourite has lost every Friday night game this year, bar round one. Yeah, well, that's why I was on Nam, wasn't I? And they looked like they were, <laughs> they looked like they had them covered. Yes. Um, in the third quarter, good game, ripper well, game. It was a good right? game. It was contested footy. Rain came. Looked like a bit of a final actually. But it, we have written off um, Ken Hinkley's side. Not all year, but you certainly have taken a while to, to warm to what he's doing. But yeah. that, that, their form against against all comers has been admirable. Yep, can't dispute it. Uh, Zach Butters. 
He's a gun. <laughs> That's if there's not three Brownlow votes tucked in the back pocket. So youngest player ever to play um, to play to, and have forty plus disposals, two goals, and ten clearances. And the group of players that have ever done that is like five, and then the greatest is like Gary Ablett, Dane Swan. Uh, I don't know. There, there's a group of players that like if you name the five best midfielders of all time, and he's just added himself to it. Well, wow. like it was, it was exceptional. Um, look, I've said it this year. He just looks like he moves it at a different level to everyone at the moment. He's, a, he's an absolute gun. Um, but this one was a ripper to watch. Uh, had a fair bit in it. I saw an absolute howler, an absolute clanger of the week um, in this one, thanks to the Thirsty Camel. Uh, there was a free kick given against Sam Palpepper. Sam Palpepper. Goal kicked. Max Gorn's in the goal square. He's running back to get into the next set of mounts. Sam Palpepper's making it difficult for him. He's getting in his way, bumping him. Um, Boy goes, don't bump him again. Don't bump him again, Sam. And Sam bumped him again. Sam, don't do it again. Bumped him. And I'm talking literally Just like standing in his way, like n- nothing. nothing. Not not trying to shirt front him, bumping his shoulders. Bang, free kick nor, uh, to Melbourne from the centre square. Justification, you bumped him too many times, Sam. Is that what the call was? Yes, mate. It was, it was an absolute thirsty camel clanger of the way. I've never seen a worse free kick ever. It was disgraceful. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to go in, in the same category as the worst ever, but if Tom Jonas doesn't get off his didn't sighting... Say, didn't say it. So there's a tackle on Tom McDonald, I think it was. Yes. Which um, I think... Jaden might be able to refresh my memory here, but I think he won a free kick, Tom Jonas, out of it. But he's now been cited, just to get that double-checked, okay. has been cited by the match review officer for a dangerous tackle. Um, yes. I'll get clarification on that, but if that doesn't come off for Tom Jonas, then we are we are cooked in the game. Yep. I I tell you what, but I'm not sure it classifies as the worst ever umpiring decision. But certainly, the, it just shows you the umpire I think gave Jonas a free kick. A match review officer thinks it's a dangerous tackle. It was bloody raining hard. I'll tell you that. Mate, what about third quarter by Melbourne? <laughs> uh, Nam. Yes. They turned the game on its head. Yeah. And you thought how not how far, but you thought this is. This is a fait accompli at three-quarter time. Brody Grundy's given the shush to the crowd. Never good to do that early no, in the piece. You can't Never be good. doing that. You'd be feeling very silly. I reckon that's almost the one you bring up in team meeting. That's 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 a attitude little thing. Like I know it. You, you, you know you, you want your players being happy and things like that, but it's a bit of it's it's well, I reckon step too far. Yep. Especially when you lose and you look like an absolute tool at the end yep. of it. Absolutely. Who we pick? Uh, of course, I tipped Melbourne. Yeah. Nam. Yeah, I wrong I, again. I think I picked Nam as well. Is that right? Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> Tom Jonas, one match ban. He's been given a week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got a free kick. He got he the did. he got the free. He did. That shows you where where we are. No one knows. So he got the free kick. In he the got the free week. kick. Yeah, yeah. I've got to have a look at it. <laughs> Sid- That's hilarious. Sydney defeat North Melbourne by three points. Uh, we spoke about the interchange infringement. Uh, look, that is what it is. There was also a, like a runner or a water boy or girl that. Uh, infringement as well against North Melbourne. So they've had a bit of a howler. Uh, Wardlaw debuted for North Melbourne. Good. He looks good. Um, mm. He was picked three. Yeah, high up. Yeah. Top, top half dozen. I think they absolutely. had two and three. So yeah. They Sheasel and him were the top top couple for them. Yeah, it was really good before. Look, Sydney are just going as as you know, but you know for North to come out and perform like they did, they lost the game, but they they actually they showed a, a lot in that that contest, which I think was um, was terrific. And you say they got some you know, Wardlaw was was good, waiting for him for a long time to to show us what he can do at that level. And um, well, 
we know the end result. I didn't see much of the game for obvious reasons. We were at uh, at Optus, but uh, Sydney get out of jail. But for how, how much longer can they actually still survive? They got as, no players. They're, no they're players. just missing a lot of players, mate. And so Buddy Franklin kicks three goals. Now moves to number four all time goal scorer, um, yeah. which is pretty bloody impressive, I think. Um, yeah. So look, they just don't have the players. They don't, they don't have the cattle, and um, they're holding things together. But really, scrape it, scraping the barrel against it. North Melbourne side, who's clearly quite poor. We both pick Sydney. We move on. Western Bulldogs defeat Adelaide by 45 points. Um, this was at Ballarat, the coldest place in the universe, and it looked like Adelaide had never been there before. Bulldogs are good. Bulldogs yeah. are up and about. They're moving. Their midfield is doing what we know them to do. Um, Bailey Smith uh, was very good in this game. He moved full-time into the midfield. He's always the one that sort of you know, dashes in and out for the um, forward minutes when Trelaw's back in that side. But with no Trelaw, I think Bontempalli um, may be a little bit sore after this one, but Bailey Smith was very, very good. Dogs kicked 11-19. Yeah, 30 scoring shots. So the margin was 45. It should have been more. This was actually... You know, talk about my. We always talk about your, your punts that you go wrong. This is actually one I. Have I you get, ever? I'll, you know, I got, you, I, ever, I, you ever won a bet? Yeah, of course I have. But I get. But when I get beaten, I get beaten in a <laughs> dramatic fashion. Bad um, anyway, by Mark anyway, the line here was uh, minus eleven. Um, I feel quite comfortable in this game because the Bulldogs. I just thought Adelaide. I think uh, Tex Walker being rested. I think Phil Thought was out as well. Yep. they've been terrific all year, uh, Adelaide. But just suspected this could happen. Um, to to against a side. I've looked at the Bulldogs' form. Yep. Um. That their their numbers and their their win loss ratio and who they're beating they are stacking up really nicely and you're not if you talk about the best teams in the cop you're thinking Collingwood you're thinking Melbourne you're thinking Brisbane yeah I think I've got them in the top well, Port Adelaide and them uh, in Port, terms of power say Bulldogs rankings, and Port yeah together they're, they're like Port, if you talk about power rankings like Brisbane are just sort of going along I, I think and so like they're good we know they're good but what do they do away from the Gabbers got a question mark against it I think that the five the four sides like Collingwood. Bulldogs, Port, well, Melbourne just lost, but Melbourne are still like, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know if Brisbane's in that. They're, they're in the conversation, yeah, obviously, well, the second well, ladder. Put it this way, Melbourne's form away from home at times hasn't been yep. great this year either. So there's a bit on that. But yeah, the Bulldogs, terrific stuff, like them, keep going, and uh, the Bont, uh, although as you say, probably um, he, he might need a spell at the bye, which will help him. But they were, they were too good and uh, an easy win. They kick goals from everywhere this game. Scott kicked two, McRae two, Gardner one, Norton like that. They so it's a it's a it's even competition. Yeah, there's no real um, even though we've we've talked about their their big forwards, but they're getting the job done. But thirty shots a goal, albeit they're inaccurate, that would that's pleasing for a coach. I think to yep. know you're getting that many looks. I agree. Who do we pick? I don't know. Uh, we both, Assume Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah, yep. off. Uh, Brisbane defeat Gold Coast by 43 points, their ninth consecutive Q-clash win, seventh straight win this season. So we're talking power rankings. They have seven on a trot. They're, they're going pretty well. They're going very well. Uh, this was my Thirsty Camel Ruffy of the week, I think it was. And Who did you pick Gold Coast? As a, th- as a Ruffy, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And um, I, they, were, they were within two goals at three-quarter time. They just got smashed in the last quarter, six goals to one. Um, big Joey, got four, and, you know, He's maligned. He frustrates you at times, but he's having a good season. Um, McCarthy, Cameron, a couple of goals each as well. Ben King, the King boys have had a good weekend. They're three goals to Ben. And again, bottom line is they get beaten by, what's that, seven goals, the Gold Coast Suns. And they're on, what are they? I don't even know. I haven't seen the ladder. Are they 13th, 12th, somewhere there? Uh, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, yeah, 13th. It's just, they just be it's, a, it's, there should just be a permanent plaque on the ladder. Yeah. And just, In that here, here t- lies the Gold Coast 10 Suns. 10th to 15th or something. Seriously. Yeah. I've had. It's just oh, and a forty-point loss. Oh, yeah. like, I I can't have them. Like that, 
if North Melbourne don't improve, I know West Coast is going poorly. If North Melbourne don't include, improve, they'll merge with the Gold Coast Suns in the next three or four years, I reckon. Well, we talk about West Coast and we want to um, talk about their seniority and decisions made at the football club. And I know that there's different circumstances with Alistair Clarkson, but this is an, another appointment at, the, at North Melbourne Footy Club that hasn't worked. The coaches stepped down, mate, again. Yeah. So I'm just, I was going back to you thinking that North and Gold Coast would merge, which, they, you know, they have gone in that path many years ago, and James Brayshaw and co. put that to bed. I just don't think I've spent too much money with the Gold Coast Suns and the Giants yeah, that's fine. to so, let it roll. So, yeah, so, yeah, that no, it won't roll. North Melbourne will be up there helping them out, mate. They'll be going, it'll be going better than they're going right now. Well, put it this way. North, they won't be coming down to North Melbourne. North Melbourne, Arden Street, up you go. If Tasmania gets across the line, and that's no certainty at the moment, Correct. Uh, then... Perhaps that, that is an option, but good luck trying to get that. Oh, I'd like you to go and address the North Melbourne members on that one, please, Scoey. Yeah, but, okay, so West Coast are copping it over here. What do you reckon's happening over there? Surely they're not happy with At North, how they're so? going. Yeah, North Melbourne, mate, their head coach has stepped down. Like, that's just, I, I don't know. Is that bad governance? Oh, no, I don't think it's bad governance. No, I don't I don't think it's bad governance. I, I think in North's situation, we talk about the difference between... Yeah, but North's situation's been this for 20 years, That's what I'm saying. Well, North, 30 years. North, North's accustomed to, to doing it a bit tough. Arden Street, when you, I'm not sure you've ever been there um, before the, a redevelopment. It, very, very prehistoric. You see the up at Gold Coast? It's beautiful. Get them up there, mate. Get them up there on the beaches up there. Look, hey, if it comes, to, if it happens, we can bring ourselves back to the 22nd of May, 2023. Uh, the Ashcroft medal went to Lockie Neal, 35 touches. <laughs> Imagine played in a game. That's the Marcus Ashcroft. Imagine if his son, his son is playing in the game and always gets the medal. medal. Yeah, correct. Look, look bad, wouldn't it? Because um, he he was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Ashcroft, he's been good the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, he's a good player, obviously. But um, Lockie Neal, it's uh, he's he's clearly their 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 key in the mids. Prime and, time. Yep, he's he's big. Um, we both picked Brisbane. Essendon defeat Richmond by one point. Seriously. Uh, and Essendon, uh, kudos to them. Let's give, give them um, everything they deserve here. Yes. They, were, they were terrific. And Zach Merritt uh, wins the medal, stood up. And it, look, you can talk of the numbers, I think, 39 or thereabouts, 39 yes. touches. But it was his chase down tackle, which affected the kick of Dusty Martin in the last 60 seconds of play with the ball just dribbled inside 50. Turnover. Bombers sweep it down the other end, and uh, Jake Stringer, little kick around the body. The package. Yeah, the package. You can really... Jeez, you're happy about this game. No, no, I'm not happy at all. I'm not happy at Richmond. But that's... I did say at the start of this, didn't I, that of the last 13 games overall decided by a goal or less that they've been involved with, they've won once. Yes. They've got the longest run of winless games uh, for teams who's... Sorry. Richmond have... Uh, hang on a second. Hang on the, a second. They're shit in close games. Where's Sorry. Where's this stat you told me before, Jane? I can't say it. Richmond, it's not here. You didn't put it here. Is it here? Tell me. It's yet. up the top. Okay. Essendon have uh, Richmond have the longest run. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. So what does this What does yeah, this say? I've, we I've on put here. in Essendon. Thank you. It's meant right. to be Richmond. Thank you very much. That's now, my mistake. Okay. Richmond have the longest run of winless games for teams whose games have been decided by six points or less. They've lost 12 in a row under a goal, Richmond. If you go back about a minute and a half, I said exactly the same thing to you, you numpty. <laughs> Except you took two and a half minutes to tell me exactly what I just said. I was <laughs> scattering around this bloody run sheet. I tell you what. Okay, thank you, Skeeter. For okay, the move on. I tipped uh, Richmond. Uh, your man. Shea Bolton. Yeah, 100 games. In fact, I found out listening to Eddie Betts, the 100th yep. Indigenous player to play 100 games. Well done. A beautiful goal. He was uh, one of 
Richmond's better players, I think it's fair to say. Yep, absolutely. He's your man. 28 touches, two goals. Uh, he was very good, uh, but not good enough to get this Richmond side over the line. Essendon, they keep finding their way to just win some of these games. Zach Merritt was very good with 39 touches. I, I, I still don't know where to place Richmond. I, I, I have them completely done and dusted. Oh, yeah. Es- Essendon beating them. I don't know if that does much for anyone. Oh, the Bombers. I think they need it after 13 in a row. And to be fair, they've been close, the Bombers. You think of some of their losses. They led by, I think, 27, 28 points against Collingwood. Got rolled. They led um, Port Adelaide for a long way, got beaten by a kick. They've had some close losses. So to be fair to them, I think this is as much as it hurt me on a financial sense. I actually thought... Eston got their their right whack here, and they deserve to get a victory. And look, they come to Perth this week. Their percentage outside the eight, they'll be getting a big percentage boost this week. Um, yeah, look, I'm happy for Brad Scott and their team because you talk about clubs going through turmoil, and whether you love or, uh, Eston and or hate them, they've been through a lot of stuff over the past decade. So I'm happy for them to to have a, an improvement and push themselves towards finals contention. Did you win? Did you win any bets over the weekend? Uh, won a couple, but not a lot. No, I, I tend not to. Okay. But <laughs> I'm a genuine loser on the punt. I don't having a close hard think about giving it up for a bit. Cause Great, it just, why don't you do that for a month or two? Because well, I, I don't have any other interests in my life, really. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> having, a, having a shelter or two and having a punt. I'm like most blokes going. Yes, correct. And we love that. Collingwood defeat Carlton by 28 points. Uh, it's another win to Collingwood. We get that. Top of the ladder. I, I want to focus on Carlton for this one. Um, I... I, I can't have them at the moment. No. Well, this is a turn. This, it, it, break, I, I, I know it's the Break the this down. Side. Yeah. A team with system, a team with no system. Yeah. And what we saw um, yesterday was um, Collingwood, they didn't have to worry about their fourth quarter heroics yesterday because they were essentially in cruise mode after yeah. after half time. Well, so. well you, I saw the quarter time score. They were down, but I don't know if you got the scores in front yeah, of you. Yeah, like, so it was, it was five goals to one, I think, just off the top so, of the head. Something like six, that. Six goals to one, sorry. So... So you come into a game which means so much to your footy club and dish that up in the first quarter. You can't win. You can't win the game. No. You can't give Collingwood a five goal head start. You can't give them a five goal head start. At um, sorry, you can't be up by. You have to be up by more than five goals at three quarter time to beat them. <laughs> let alone be down by five at quarter time. Like I was just so incredibly disappointed with the Blues. I, I picked them as my roughie of the week, and but it was. I think I picked them in general. Like not just even my as my. No, you did. Roughy. You're, you're very buoyant, and you know what? Here's the other one. I followed you and took them at the line of plus twelve, and I lost money there as well. So <laughs> I don't know why I keep following you with well, these footy tips. I don't tell you to. I just speak. No, but you don't I have to listen. Yeah, but you sound so authoritative until I realise you're as an absolute as, as dumb as I am. You're because. starting to figure out my secret <laughs> talent, Skeeter. Uh, now I've got something I froth. In this game, which was Froth Town, right? Claremont Showgrounds, August. Get your tickets. Yeah. Darcy Moore breaks the record for the most intercepts marks 11? in a game ever. 11. 11, yeah. 11. So that was off last week. Charlie Ballard with 10 against the Eagles to equal. Darcy Moore's had 11. He had 25 touches, 17 intercept possession, 12 marks. 11 of those were intercepts. So he, did, he wasn't getting any cheap pill. Having said that, though, Charlie Curnow yes. had a decent day, kicked three goals. I mean, Darcy Moore was you know, the star, but yes. it wasn't as if Charlie didn't get near it. Um, I, I think, though, if you're picking an all-Australian team right now and its captain, I think you're looking at probably two players. Darcy Moore, wow. given what he's done on the field and the way – I know it's only a small factor, but the way, the way he's spoken as a leader has been outstanding. And the Bont, I think, are the two. At the halfway stage, I think – For prob- captains? Yeah, I, I – Thinking I might be wrong. I, I like Dawson. 
but that's a bit left field in yeah. terms of um, compared to those two. The skip of the All Australian, but Bontempelli, and Darcy Moore are pretty much locks for the All AAs, right? Yeah, and probably can. But you're right. Um, I was just frothing on. I was just frothing on it. Magpies are really good. Eighty thousand there. They were fantastic. And um, look, they are game clear on top of the table uh, with percentage. And happy days for them. Uh, Darcy Cameron was injured late. Uh, sorry. Uh, was he injured or yeah he was he was a late out before the game started Jack Ginevan replaced him in the side so they ended up going in with just Cox again I believe um, Ash Johnson by the way oh uh, WIQ, what a spe- is that Markov talking about Markov did, did, you froth, you froth that's a, a frothy moment yeah, froth, what was it that was the moment froth. I was picking at the froth froth time is it called yeah, froth <laughs> what's what? froth town froth, froth town moment for me was but what, we can call it froth time <laughs> froth time froth town <laughs> Getting a lot of uh, frothy mentions here, but froth town moment. Ash Johnson deserves some uh, consideration. I've gone back to Sun Sun Walters, by the way, for my oh, froth yeah. town moment. Okay. Uh, little Latrell Mitchell yeah, uh, tribute after he kicked a goal. You were talking about it after yes. the game. So you, you remember having I a do, chat? Yes. Yeah, so anyway, Latrell Mitchell, NRL star, um, did it beautifully and so did it. Uh, Wally Lupp's uh, Michael Walters. There that, that's go. my froth town moment. Oh, I can't wait to see you with froth all over the top lip of yours, Skeeter, and getting those beers into you at Froth Town at Claremont Showgrounds, August 18 and 19. Get your tickets at froth.town. Um, that is the website, www.froth.town. St Kilda defeat GWS by 12 after I walked into the studio for you calling the West Coast game. This was a good one. It was a close game. Mm. Um, St Kilda, look, it, it was interesting watching the two styles. St Kilda are a bit more um, controlled. Uh, GWS were trying to be uh, haphazard, handball happy. Um, Jack Sinclair, Brent Daniels had a role on him to start the game. Brent Daniels was playing on him on a halfback flank and they moved him inside and he just... He just went on to do whatever he wanted for the game. He had 37 touches, two goals. For the first half, he was pretty quiet. And I had Brent Daniels as one of the most impactful players on the ground, his direct opponent. But St Kilda identified it, put him in the guts, and he just went about his business. GWS didn't pay him any attention, and he just went whack. He, he changed the game for mine. Um, and our boy, uh, which king is it? Max. Max. Max King was very good in this Four one. Four goals, His return first footy. game back. Yes. And, you know, that every Saints supporter been waiting because they've had to do it tough with uh, limited availability of their, their big names, including King. So he kicks four, Higgins three. Uh, big result for them. I noticed as part of your predictions yesterday, you thought Toby Green would would uh, strike. Kick four. Kick four. Kick two. Kick two. Um, Hogan yeah, was at the end of the day, he kicks four, they win. He uh, had he had 10 score involvements, direct score involvements, and led the, led the team. So I said that he... Basically, my bold prediction was he was going to kick four because he was a GWS a four goal better team with him in it. Yeah, he he directly impacted 10, 10 scores of those. It says what he does. He, he plays full forward some of the time, mate. So yeah, he, I think they're bottom gun. four. They're bottom four. The Giants. But tell you what, they're compa- what you know is they're under Adam Kingsley. They're having a crack. What what I would point out is what a clang of a cheese. Uh, you think of the the attendance at Hawthorne West Coast mm. nine thousand. That's mate. That's thirty camel clanger. That's seven and a half thousand. This. What's that? Sixteen thousand, two combined games. That's NRL territory with That's, terms of numbers. That's how many? Big. How many were at the GWS game? Uh, Seven thousand. Se- there was less than the Seven thousand five hundred less than at the Hawthorne West Coast game. Boy. And then you compare that to the G, eighty thousand. Uh, so. You know, who figures? Okay, there you go. Uh, that's our, our week gone by. I think we got five in the tips each. We both absolute went average. Putrid. <laughs> we, we, are, we define average. In fact, we're poor. <laughs> Shelter Footycast, we define average. I think we've just got our new slogan. Will Scope and Mark Redding, Shelter Footycast. 
couple of listener questions to get to, Skeeter, both from YouTube. If you want to put something in the comments, uh, jump over to Backchat Studios to watch and chuck one down there. Or you can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, this one's from YouTube. Denzel, thank you. Tasmania has the only liberal government in Australia. The general feel So a bit of feedback for you and I. We, I we, we, thought, talk, we thought they were all Labor we'll states. Well, you and you said Labor. So well, that's that, yeah, maybe that's where it, uh, we got wrong. But so there's, there, here we go on. The general... So this is from a Tassie, yep. uh, Tassie man or, or lady. Uh, Denzel, probably a man. Um, <laughs> the, the general... <laughs> The general feeling, oh, mate, who knows? The general feeling down here on the streets is that most people want the stadium built, but it's a vocal minority that is stirring things up. Yeah, well, again, I'll be brief with this. I heard Jackie Lambie come out and going nuts about this this stadium being built. The only thing I would say, twenty five thousand or thereabouts for the stadium in Tassie, it seems a little light on in terms of numbers. If you're looking yeah. five, ten years, fifteen years down the track. That being said. I think what some people forget, and there was also opposition when the stadium was being built here in WA, yes. because people are saying not enough is being spent on health, not enough is being spent on education, and th- that is all great. At the end of the day, there is a budget for different categories of, of money to be spending, and health and education have their their areas. So too does sport and entertainment. And that So I, I don't see why... There is a, a backlash. Surely it's going to be a positive for the state. It's a pretty funny thing, though, because look, this is far out of my realm, right? Politics and, and spending and budgets and all of that. But, like, can you imagine, okay, they've just announced, uh, um, how much are they spending on the stadium? $750 million. It's, that, Yeah, well, it's going to be imagine a big Imagine a big announcement from the Tassie government saying, we've just built a brand new hospital. It's a children's hospital, $750 million. Do you reckon there'd be any sports fans in there? In their protesting. jumpers out the front protesting. No, of course not. So it's just a, it's a interesting dynamic, isn't it? We know it's more important. We know it's more important. Health, health is, is more important. important. Education is more important. Yes. But if you don't have an outlet for sport, as we do now at Optus Stadium, with yes. the ability to go to a world-class stadium, it's great for the community. It brings events. It brings joy. It brings relevance to the state. That's what I think... Tasmania hopefully will embrace. Just a little drive-by for Optus Stadium. Nice to have shelters on tap at Optus, but we don't have those just yet. And, uh, Nathan Sawyer comes in with this one. Hey, mate, most likely going to be spoken about in the potty. Uh, interested to hear Scoey's taking all the chatter about Simo needing to step down or be sacked. In my opinion, it's a complete overreaction to a team littered with injuries, young players and inexperience. I know we spoke about that, but I just thought I'd uh, read it out because there are other people sort of speaking the same way I am. I... Oh yeah, I, I I I don't think it's much of a change than what's been happening already. Until we start to see any players get back, you can't you can't be judging the coach. Look, I, I, if you speak about the coach in general, I, I think there was a really significant change in their game plan this year, and we haven't been able to see it because of the players that have been out there. But I, but I think it's the first time in Adam Simpson's coaching career that he's been able to really change a game plan. But has that change of game plan been? too late has it been probably but before what time it should even the changing of the list and we're talking about this anyway i, I but the I, coach I suspect, doesn't, doesn't coach doesn't make list management decisions no no well no but by the same token at the club there has to be some hard decisions made as to where they're heading in that direction mm. and, and certainly status quo ain't going to work and you're saying they're going to win one game for the rest of the year one more game yeah um let's just hope if, if there's losses there that they're a bit more attuned to what you as a club received in the back end of of the year you won the wooden spoon. Yep. Whereas, you know, five goals here, competitive. That's all fans want during okay. this year is competitive footy given the numbers of players that have been out. Shelter XPA X Factor Skeeter. Who have we got? Fremantle games. Certainly you're not going to no, West Coast I'll tell you what. Uh, look, I'll throw out some names to you. Um, I thought 
Uh, Andrew Brayshaw was very good, but we're not giving it to him. No. Right? He's okay. had his fair share of shelters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb Sarong was good. Sean Darcy was very good. I'll going to go forward? I'll give you two options. They're both forwards, right? Uh, Mickey Walters, Sun Sun, three goals. Or Jai Amos, three goals. See, so two options for mine. Oh, gee, it's hard because so Doug Nichols ran, you feel like Sun yes. Sun. But you know what? I saw some vision of Jai Amos in the rooms afterwards. He had a black eye. Saw that. Yeah, so he's uh, feeling a bit sore. I reckon if you put one of these cold shelters out, just might help the bruising come down. So, Jaimus, uh, well done. He's found his mojo as a forward. And I think, I, I forgot who said this, but they said one of his teammates might have been said, when he develops into a, a forward, he's going to be the best forward that we've had as as well, YLR at what, the moment. Since Matty Pavlich. Since Matty Pavlich. There you go. I, well, there you go. That's a, that's a big wrap. I made a comment on Fox Footy coverage around uh, basically Jason Dunstall and Matt Pavlich just pumping up forwards too much. And I started talking about the backs. I said, we're going to look after the backs with a couple of Hall of Famer full forwards up in the upstairs. Jason Dunstall came down to me, and this is about Matty Pavlich, and he said, uh, this is on air. He said, just be careful about throwing around full forward. You've got Matty Pavlich up here, all Australian as a backman, as a midfielder. As a... I don't think I've ever heard Matt Pavlich describe himself as a backman, Jason, and... Uh, he's certainly, like, I'm very well aware of his All-Australian capabilities, but Matt Pavlich is the best forward that uh, that club has ever had. And if Jai Amos has got anything to do with it, it sounds like he's going to take the man. And just quickly before we go, which brings me to a, a point which just, just reminded me of. Oh, perfect. A place called Art- Artificial Intelligence has put out a list, top 10 Eagles of all time, top 10 Dockers. Now, I don't know, I've never heard of this. It's a, It's mm. legit. Ran on Channel 7 last night. At number one is Matthew Pavlich, top 10 best ever Dockers. Well, I think... Yeah, that's undisputed. And number two, Sean McManus. What? Sean McManus, number two. What's the rating Top system? T- I don't know. It's artificial intelligence. It's a, it's a some... It, what, some, GPT? Is that yeah, all it is? Whatever it is, I don't know. It's outside my wheelhouse. But all I know... It sounds like... Top it. 10, David Mundy. No show. Didn't get a Guernsey. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Mickey Barlow's at six. I mean, good player, but come on. Mark Rennings made the list. Tell you what. Uh, are you parking underneath at Optus Stadium? Uh, yeah. Is that an issue? <laughs> well, speaking about, just leave just as we finish off, socials, Shelter Footycast on Instagram, YouTube, you can follow us over there and um, find us wherever you listen to your podcast. What, what's going on here? I, I, I ducked out, had a nice dinner with the wife. You told me you're parking underneath the stadium. There's about 10 car parks down there. And like when, when Freo playing, Garlic has one, yeah. Peter Bell has one, Justin mean. Longmuir has one. Players don't get them. Yes, they do. And Mark Reddings yes, has one. Yes, they do. The players all drive out on the same way. And, and you... And when, when there's an Eagles game, there'll be... It's quite funny because the Eagles game, there's obviously a lot of Rolls Royces and BMWs and you follow Nigel Saddleys and all that. What are you driving? I drive a Kia. A Kia <laughs> Sportage, I think it is, from Osmond Park Kia. So thank you to the boys there. And you're parking it underneath. I can't believe that. I haven't parked underneath for five years. You know, I wasn't the, even getting one when I was a player. <laughs> the great thing is, when I go through security, it's just, just a thumbs up now. I don't even know to show the pass, really. You're so. Well, there you go. Royalty here on the shelter for you guys. We'll see you on Thursday. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.